twelfth day of the month. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and what you have heard from me through many witnesses, entrust to faithful people who will be able to teach others as well. 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 2. Today we consider faithfulness as a fruit of the Spirit. Faithfulness begins with God. Why would we want to commit ourselves to an untrustworthy deity? It is the reliability of God that is the basis for our faithfulness to God. The scriptures place great stress on the dependability of God, precisely so that we can join confidently in the covenant God opens to us. Once we have done this, we are called to be a faithful people. But there is yet one more step in the process. The faithful people of God are to teach others as well. That is, we are to be witnesses to the reliability of God so that those who have not committed themselves to covenant faithfulness may come to believe. If we are not faithful, we place in their way a stumbling block over which they may fall. On this day, then, we pray for grace to trust in God's goodness, to keep our vows with fidelity, and to be those who instruct others in the way. Opening Prayer God of all ages, in every time and place, you have been steadfast. Your faithfulness endures without fail from generation to generation. So bind to yourself the hearts of your covenant people, that all who have promised fidelity to the gospel may fulfill their vows. Preserve your church not only from renunciation or neglect of faith, but also from a tepid faith that calls forth from others contempt rather than conversion. Make your church to be as a city set upon a hill, that our witness may be seen and that others may be drawn to you. For the sake of Jesus Christ, who is faithful in all things. Amen. Psalm 32 Count yourself lucky how happy you must be. You get a fresh start. Your slate's wiped clean. Count yourself lucky. God holds nothing against you, and you're holding nothing back from Him. When I kept it all inside, my bones turned to powder. My words became day-long groans. The pressure never let up. All the juices of my life dried up. Then I let it all, all out. I said, I'll come clean about my failures to God. Suddenly, the pressure was gone. My guilt dissolved. My sin disappeared. These things add up. Every one of us needs to pray. When all hell breaks loose and the dam burst, we'll be on high ground, untouched. God's my island hideaway, keeps danger far from the shore, throws garlands of hosannas around my neck. Let me give you some advice. I'm looking you in the eye and giving it to you straight. Don't be ornery like a horse or mule that needs bit and bridle to stay on track. God defiers are always in trouble. God affirmers find themselves loved every time they turn around. Celebrate God. Sing together, everyone. All you honest hearts, raise the roof. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 15. Now this is the commandment, the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you, that you might do them in the land where you are going over to possess it, so that you and your son and your grandson might fear the Lord your God, to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. 
O Israel, you should listen and be careful to do it, that it may be well with you and that you may multiply greatly, just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you, in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words, which I am commanding you today, shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Then it shall come about when the Lord your God brings you into the land, which he swore to your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you great and splendid cities, which you did not build, and houses full of all good things, which you did not fill, and hewn cisterns, which you did not dig vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant, and you eat and are satisfied. Then watch yourself, that you do not forget the Lord who brought you from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery. You shall fear only the Lord your God, and you shall worship him and swear by his name. You shall not follow other gods, any of the gods of the people who surround you, for the Lord your God in the midst of you is a jealous God. Whether the anger of the Lord your God will be kindled against you, and he will wipe you off the face of the earth." Hebrews chapter 1. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature, and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much better than the angels, as he has inherited more excellent name than they. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. And when he again brings the firstborn of the world, he says, And let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, who makes his angels wind, and his ministers a flame of fire? But of the Son of Man, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and the righteous scepter is the scepter of his kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning, in the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain, and they will become old like a garment, and like a mantle you will roll them up like a garment. They will also be changed, but you are the same, and your years will not come to an end. But to which of the angels he has ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits? set out to render service for the sake of those who inherit salvation. From the Gospel according to John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. 
There's the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified about him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. For his fullness we all have received in grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Monday's Prayer Remember, O Lord, all for whom we prayed while gathered yesterday in public worship. Teach us how best we may serve them with deeds of love and kindness. Forgive us for any whom we neglected in prayer. Help us to open our hearts to the needs of all. Grant that what you taught us to do we may both ponder and perform. We bless you for the signs of your love revealed in bread and cup. By these gifts grant us not only hope until we gather at the heavenly banquet, but also graciousness that we may share with others among us the fruits of this earth. If anyone made a profession of faith, baptism, confirmation, or reaffirmation, please lift up their name at this time. Make firm and steadfast the faith of those who yesterday made covenant promises in the midst of the congregation that they may be worthy disciples. Remind us continuously to keep the promises we have made to them as sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus. Bind into one company of hope and one community of service all that you have made and redeemed by the sacrificial life and death of Jesus, our risen Lord. Amen. It's a very honest prayer called Post-Game Day Blessing by Erica Meitner. Bless the black G-string, abandoned on the sidewalk, beside a green ginkgo sapling on Lee Street. Bless the girl who shimmy out of it before dawn, drunk on Caraco, or Triple Sec, or Mike's Hard Lemonade, drunk on Lust in early autumn, and our team's unexpected win over Georgia Tech. Bless our team, all defense, no offense. Bless everyone who must have been downtown last night with their car flags and war whoops, mesh jerseys and micro minis. Bless our star quarterback, on fire with a 14-3 halftime lead. We are on the first grade class walking trip to the library so everyone can get their own cards. I am chaperone, which means herding kids out of traffic back over the curb. Bless the curb and the kid who uses it as a balance beam. Bless the magical book drop. Bless the girl with knotted hair who tries to snuff orange leaves into the slot. And bless the librarian, too, who reads a book loudly, clearly, to everyone about someone reading a spooky book. Bless the meta story and the mass of first graders descending on the stacks like locusts. Bless the red solo cups on the return trip. 
congregating like plastic flames, like oversized maraschino cherries on the early morning lawns of Fidelt, Sigap, any dilapidated white house with a porch couch on East Roanoke Street. Bless the empty bottles of PBR knocked on their sides, mouths open in wondrous O's, O rushing yards, O Bud Light Lime in your crushed cardboard case resting on the elementary school lawn. Bless my son and his friend Major, who look past the blue Trojan wrapper on Jackson Street, the flattened Miller Light can on Bennett, to the blue butterfly, to the giant mushroom blooming in the corner of someone's yard. It looks like a piece of meat, says my son. Our tree chump, says Major, matter of factly. It is a mushroom worth blessing. And bless our team for escaping Bobby Dodd Stadium with a 17-10 win. Bless us for being able to hold on despite the onslaught. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Current Ecumenical Text Our Father in Heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.